the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Ask the Lawyer with Mike Connors. Got questions concerning elder or state law? Attorney Mike Connors has the answer. He's been recognized as one of New York's top lawyers by New York Magazine and brings nearly 40 years of experience to the table. His office number is 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. Here's Mike Connors. We are gathered here on hallowed ground, horses raised, heads bowed down. We're gathered here on hallowed ground to sing this old way. Welcome to Ask the Lawyer with me, Mike Connors. If this is the first time you heard the show, hey, welcome aboard. We're glad to have you. Um, if you know the show before, we know in a couple of different parts. The first part of the show, we talk about estate planning and elder law, and the idea behind estate planning is to pass assets from one generation to the next, paying the least amount in taxes we need to pay legally, avoiding going to court, that's avoiding probate, and as far as if you're alive, guardianship. And as far as elder law is concerned, our main focus is try to save assets from nursing home bills. The second part of the show, we talk about history, politics, religion. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about politics. You know, some of you may say, hey, you know, you're going to talk about the Trump indictment. No, because you've heard it from much better experts than me all over the dial. And, you know, we'll just have to see what happens. But it's a tragedy for the country, and I'm not going to say anything more about it. But we're talking about uh, one one of the city councilmen in New York who switched from Democrat to Republican over the past year, and he's running for re-election in the southern part of Brooklyn here. And one of the few good things that have happened in politics in New York City over the last couple of years is the emergence of the immigrants in South Brooklyn voting Republican. And I, I, I think that will help the country in the long run. So we're going to talk to Councilman Ari Kagan and talk about why he switched from being a Democrat to a Republican, which is what the trend right now is in the south part of Brooklyn as immigrants are voting more and more conservative. But in the meanwhile, let's get to an estate planning question. And Beth, what, what question do you have? Well, um, we have a lady from Queens who actually hand wrote us a letter. A letter. Um, she says... My brother passed away recently and left a large collection of historical memorabilia, and I'm not sure of the worth of much of it. I collect art myself, and it's occurred to me that my beneficiaries will be even more lost than I am now. 
What is the best way to catalog these kinds of assets? Well, obviously make a list and pictures and photographs and whatever, you know, in some kind of scrapbook or, or book to start. And one of the problems is, and I'm sorry to say there's not a really good answer when, to get an appraiser, but, you know, uh, some things, yeah, if if you get real estate, you look on a computer, you see all the sales that happened in the neighborhood for the last three, four years. You see all the sales on the block and so forth and so on. And you can get a pretty good idea of what real estate is worth today. But what is, a, uh, you know, what's her name, Grace? Grace. Grace, if she has artwork, you know, <laughs> what is artwork worth? And you could get two very respected uh appraisers and come up with different opinions and i hate to say it some appraisers really don't know what they're doing beth do you remember that netflix show oh, where no. you had that guy yes there was oh, a chinese guy in queens who was duplicating masters and the paintings were being sold for 800 grand a million dollars by a very reputable manhattan um firm and this this one person just kept promoting it and they just were bringing all these oh look this masterpiece this one amazing yeah did that person ever get into trouble no right i don't think serious trouble no so you, you know that's one of one art dealer could say this painting's worth $5000 another art dealer could say it's worth $100000 and have differences of opinions and you know, again, whether it's a masterpiece from the the past or not, yeah, there may be a greater, um, a great, you know, a greater uh, agreement when you get masterpieces from the past. But sometimes, even then, some of the the experts can't agree whether a masterpiece, a supposed masterpiece, is genuine or not, or forgery. Sometimes it's difficult. And can you please explain provenance? Oh. I don't know. I wish you didn't ask that question. I'm sorry. Provenance is the chain of title uh, on the artwork. And, um, you know, it's it, it, it's a troubling question because obviously a lot of people buy artwork and they don't keep the, the chain of title. They don't keep the receipts. Some artwork is sometimes obviously stolen. And in theory, a thief cannot transfer a good title. But if there are no records and it's in somebody's house for 30 or 40 years, um, Providence is the chain of title in effect on the property. Of course, this comes a lot into place with a lot of the artwork stolen by the Nazis. Um, they could not convey good title because they stole it. But at the same time, uh, most people who have artwork in their house don't have the receipts. They don't have the bill of sales. They don't have their chain of title. So possession to some extent is a good part of the law um and you know i uh, like i said i wish there was a uh, a better answer to that but you know it's it's it, it's if you have things in your house who's to say who bought them if a husband and wife buy you know artwork together or the hud husband buys artwork together and the couple's married for 50 years um does the wife own part of them is it joint tenants? Is it joint tenants with right of survivorship? It, does it belong just to the to the husband? Um, and there are different answers on that, depending on the circumstances. Where did the money come from? Where were the assets kept? And so forth and so on. But to get an appraiser, like military memorabilia, you got to look for an expert. 
guys like Sotheby's or something like that, and that's who we might use on some artwork. There are other there are other ones available. Heritage auctions usually can give you a pretty good opinion, and you know you got to try to get the best appraisal you can. Catalog what you have, and then try to get um try to get more the most information on that you can get and get it go to some of these expert dealers and i mean this may sound stupid but every once in a while go to ebay and find out what ebay is selling for things just to get an idea now the question is are we looking for an appraisal because you want to sell it or are we looking for an appraisal because um we want to figure out what to put on a death estate tax return and if it's an estate tax return, yeah, we want to get a good number down. But at the same time, you can make that argument what it's worth. If you're trying to sell it, that's different. And if you're trying to keep the different heirs in the estate happy, you know, some guy's going to say, oh, this artwork is worth $100,000. And somebody else can say, no, this artwork is worth $50,000. That is a no-win situation unless you agree to auction it off and split it down the middle or whatever. It it. Believe me, it's not easy. Now, furniture is getting to the point where most people are saying right now furniture is worth barely anything because between storing it and restoring the, the artwork, um, you don't make much of a profit on it. I mean, the uh, the, the furniture. furniture. Yeah. You know, so that's we've had discussions in this office about what furniture is worth with different opinions. But right now, in a lot of cases, it's been our experience with furniture. You're just lucky that somebody's going to take it away and not charge you to, to to cart it away but if you do have military or historic memorabilia try to find an a, a gallery or a agency that does sell that kind of stuff and ask them and you know there are a lot of reputable places around and a lot of people you know who do that and if you, if you have an artist who's still alive maybe ask the artist if the artist is deceased um you know, and you think it's worth something, talk to an art dealer and find out. And talk is cheap. In some cases, you may have to pay for an appraisal because you got to list something on the estate tax return. The IRS in New York State, depending on whether you have to file, uh, is going to want a number. Now, New York State, fortunately, there's no estate tax under $6.5 million. Federally, it's $12,900,000. So if we're under those numbers... We don't have to worry about being exact too much if we're solidly under those numbers. If we're very close, it could be a problem. And, of course, what you put down in the appraisal sets the tax basis, too. So if you value your artwork too low, let's say you say it's worth $200,000 and you happen to sell it for $400,000, well, then you're going to have a $200,000 capital gain later. And you don't want that. But at the same time, the IRS is not going to want you to be able to list it too high and then try to get a loss on it. So, you know, I'm, I'm being very, very unclear on this because it's not a clear world. Um, also, what a, you, may, you may have somebody that said, well, you know, my my mother said that her collection of whatever was worth this much money. And, you know, now I'm looking at it doesn't seem like it's worth anything. Well, sometimes collectibles um, go out of favor. You know, and it's whatever the the current market is. Yeah, well, I remember when I first started practicing law, Hummels were worth a lot of money. Right now, Hummels are not worth very much at all. Those of you who don't know, Hummels are, are little figurines that are were made in Germany, 
And at one time they they were in great demand, but recently, they, from my, my understanding is, is they're not worth that much. You can't get that much for them. Now, toy soldiers, on the other hand, do happen to go up in value all the time, but it's still hard to get an appraisal on toy soldiers because some dealers, uh, you've seen that too on Strange Inheritance, some dealers put a, a, a premium on having the original boxes, others, you know, and listen, I know from eBay, you can you can sell soldiers without the boxes. Um, you know, we know what, we, we can always find out what they cost when you first bought them, but the cost has been going up. And a lot of the good companies, if they make a model, they smash the mold so that you can't make future models. And in theory, the value of the one piece goes up in value because it can't be duplicated. And it, obviously some of them get lost or stolen or thrown out. And the value of each individual piece goes up a little bit. Another thing, please be be careful about this, because you might have someone, an appraiser, come in and say, well, this, this, this. And there are a lot of disreputable people out there that claim to know, and they actually go in and they say, well, it's this, this, this. And they vastly undervalue some things and then purchase from, you know, people who are just too trusting. So... There's a lot you have to be careful about. All right. Well, I guess we're running out of time on this segment. We'll take a short break, and we'll be back, and we'll be talking to Councilman Ari Kagan. If you're a homeowner age 62 or older and are finding it harder to pay off debt, or how about enjoying your retirement years with less stress, a home equity conversion mortgage may be the answer for you and your family. Hi, this is Frank Melia, a certified mortgage planner, and I've helped countless homeowners all over the tri-state area tap into a little or a lot of their home equity so they can use it right now. Give me a call so our team here at Contour Mortgage can show you how the loan program works and how much you and your family may qualify for. My job is to help you find the best solution for your retirement goals. I do this by educating homeowners with straightforward information and answers. It's free to call and speak with me, Frank Melia, to determine if this mortgage program might be able to help you and your loved ones now. Call and speak with me. I'll answer your questions and help you decide if a reverse mortgage is right for you and your family. Make the call now, 888-954-7463. Once again, that's 888-954-7463, and you could be on your way to a better retirement. Frank Melia, NMLS number 62591, Contour Mortgage Corporation, NMLS number 34384, 990 Stewart Avenue, Suite 660, Garden City, New York, 11530, Licensed Mortgage Banker, New York State Department of Financial Services. Do you have somewhere to sleep? Did you eat today? Are you making ends meet? For thousands of New Yorkers, the answer is no. For children and youth, adults, seniors, people struggling with addiction or mental illness, and for the isolated, Catholic Charities of Brooklyn and Queens is there. With 160 programs and more than 4,500 units of affordable housing, Catholic Charities is one of the largest multi-service charitable organizations in the nation. We help change lives and build communities. If you or someone you know needs assistance, call 718-722-6001 or visit CCB. 
How can I protect my family if something happens to me? What if I need to go to a nursing home? What will happen to our savings, our home? What's the best way to give my home to my kids? Who will help us take care of Grandpa? These and many other questions can be answered with a phone call to Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law, PLLC, 718-238-6500. Mike Connors, one of New York Magazine's top lawyers, has over 30 years of estate planning and elder law experience. Mike and his team of professionals will help you protect your assets from probate, taxes, and nursing home costs so you can have peace of mind knowing you and your family will be taken care of and protected. I'm Mike Connors, founder of Connors & Sullivan. People don't plan to fail, they fail to plan. The time to plan is now. I'm Beth Connors. Call today for a free initial consultation with one of our experienced lawyers. Connors and Sullivan in Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, and Staten Island. Call 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500 or connorsandsullivan.com. Time now for Connor's Corner, where Mike takes a closer look at topics like history, politics, religion, and more. Here's Mike. Welcome to the Connor's Corner segment of Ask the Lawyer. You know, this is an election year, and they're, you know, you're saying, wait a minute, no elections this year, there's no president, there's no governor. But yes, but in New York City, we have city council elections. And that local government is very important. We're very proud to have on right now one of, one of the city members of the city council, Ari Kagan. Welcome to Connors Corner. Thank you so much for this invitation. Okay. So tell us a little bit about your background. Where, where did you grow up? You know, what do you, who do you represent right now? What district? And where are you running for? Thank you for this opportunity. I was born in 1967 in the city of Minsk, capital of Belarus, I came to America in 1993 with my family. At that time, my wife, my 10-month-old son, and my mother-in-law. Our mother-in-law lived in our apartment for 28 years till her last day, so and we loved her dearly, and she was a member of our family. My daughter was born here in New York, so I have a 19-year-old daughter, and uh, my son will be 21 very soon. Uh, I worked uh, uh, mostly as a journalist. I was a TV and radio host, so we have something in common with you, Michael. And um, I always uh, was involved in the community affairs. I was a member of the board of several non-for-profit organizations, mostly working with seniors and people with disabilities. I was vice president of the Holocaust Memorial Committee for uh, about 10 years because my, my grandmother with two small children were killed by Nazis in 1942 in ghetto, in Minsk ghetto. And my father was the only Holocaust survivor. That's why I even exist. To me, Holocaust is not history. To me, Holocaust is my very existence. If my father would be killed, I would not be here today. So I came to America with no money, uh, no English. I studied English at Baruch College. I graduated from Baruch College. But a lot of dreams and hopes. And now I'm living my American dream. I'm New York City Councilman representing, proudly, I would say, representing Southern Brooklyn, 178,000 people in, in the 47th Council District. Uh, besides being involved in community affairs, I've worked for several elected officials. The last one was my predecessor, Councilman Mark Traeger. I was elected in 2021. I won both pr- uh, primaries and general. And... Uh, and when we help people in our office, we never ask for party affiliation. I'm proud uh, to be a Republican. I switched to uh, Republican Party last year when it uh, became absolutely clear to me that I have no place in the Democratic Party. 
especially when it comes to public safety, quality school education. I always said we cannot play American dream in a lottery, and our previous mayor abolished uh, so many exams, I cannot even start. He tried to abolish even exams to entrance exams to specialized schools. And my son is a graduate of Brooklyn Tech High School. My son was a student and gifted and talented programs. And when I learned that uh, Bill de Blasio is abolishing, trying to abolish gifted and talented programs, all these exams, he didn't believe in any exams, in any tests, just lottery. I represent Mark Twain School, very prominent school in Coney Island. And I was shocked that the teachers and parents and students started to call me and said, how is it even possible that uh, lottery to, to get to Mark Twain? And I'm so glad that now it's restored. In fact, they asked me to, to, to sign a pledge that I will not be against restoring uh, talent exam to Mark Twain, music, dances, arts, etc. Of course I was for it. I was so happy. I signed it twice and sent them twice to the Department of Education. So merit-based uh, uh, school education, parent choice, public safety, support for NYPD. I always was for it, but again, uh, when I was a Democrat and I talked to some Democratic elected officials, it's like talking to a wall. And I became sick and tired of it. And, and I said, you know what, I can no longer be a Democrat. And I switched to Republican Party last year. And I feel very comfortable. I was recently asked by New York One, uh, TV host, how do you feel now as a Republican? I said, I feel liberated. Finally, I feel <laughs> liberated. Well, let me ask you something. I mean, this is the big story right now. Donald Trump, the indictment. What's your feeling on it? My feeling is uh, it's absolutely politically motivated uh, prosecution. Uh, Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg should be ashamed of himself. Um, instead of focusing on crime in New York City, the prime responsibility of Manhattan District Attorney is to make sure that people feel safe in Manhattan and citywide. Instead, uh, since day one, he's doing everything possible to make sure everybody doesn't feel well. Uh, Rubber is to the roof. He doesn't prosecute any kind of shoplifting. He said, like, if you uh, steal anything less than, than $1,000, if you steal something for $999 in Manhattan, it's okay. No problem. That's why everybody is lacking even toothpaste right now in pharmacies. Forget about anything else. And instead of focusing on robberies and, and, and murders and rapes and hate crimes and everything else, he's focusing on... Mm, becoming very famous, like darling of progressive wing of uh, Democratic Party. He's socialist already, you know, like, but he wants to become even more popular. And uh, he's prosecuting Donald Trump for exactly what? So-called hush payment to porn star uh, who supposedly, allegedly, he had the affair in 2007. Like, you know, like, it's clearly he doesn't have anything to do. I mean, like, uh, Manhattan J. Again, he doesn't give a damn about crime in New York City. He doesn't give a damn about uh, safety of New Yorkers. Again, he just wants to become famous nationwide, maybe internationally, that, oh, I'm a first DA prosecuting Donald Trump. It's absolutely politically motivated. It's, it's shameful. It's embarrassment. And it should never, ever happen. Let me ask you something. You were in the, the former Soviet Union. You can remember it. What's the difference between the former Soviet Union and the Democratic Party in New York City? Well, first, I would like to say about a uh, simple difference between 
former Soviet Union and the United States of America to begin with. Like, uh, I studied Russian language for a very long time. That's why I was a journalist. So there are 33 letters in Russian alphabet, 33. And letter I is the 33rd letter. In America, you speak English, letter I is always a capital letter in the middle of the sentence. Over there in the school, I was always told, you are the last one. Don't say I. I is the last letter in alphabet. Here, you are the most important person. That's the main difference of mentality. So we need to value every person, like every life is precious. Coming back to your question, the Democratic Party is moving with such a speed. That's what I said at my announcement of when I switched to Republican Party. Democratic Party is moving with such a speed towards socialism. I cannot even keep up. Look, we already have so many socialists, open socialists, praising socialism in New York City Council. Every public hearing, someone standing up and saying, socialism is great, socialism is great. Like Councilman Charles Barron recently said that all problems of black students in CUNY colleges because of systemic racism and because we live in a capitalistic society. I couldn't hold myself. I said, like, I need like a few minutes to respond. I said, sir, if it's such a good to live it under socialism, what are you suffering so much in New York City? Why you do not move to Cuba, to Venezuela, to North Korea? I came from socialism. I left socialism. I remember standing in line for many hours just to get shoes to my mother. What are you talking about? And talking about racism in CUNY, so many black students, so many black professors, so many black administrators in CUNY. I'm a graduate of Baruch College, so I know what I'm talking about. My daughter now in a CUNY College. My son studied at Baruch, then he transferred to Vanderbilt University. And now he's a successful business professional, my son. I'm very proud of him. But everything we achieved here in America, hard work and education, hard work and education, uh, law-abiding, you know, citizens. And someone telling us, oh, like it's racism, racism. By the way, we have an African-American New York council speaker. We have an African-American mayor. We have African-American attorney general of New York State. And they're talking about white supremacists. Police officers are white supremacists. Police commissioner is an African-American. And like more than 50% of black of officers, police officers in New York City are minorities, are representing black and brown communities. So what kind of systemic racism are they talking about? All right. Well, what? I guess we still didn't know what. What's the difference? Was it better over there? Or better I believe. Here? I believe all, almost no difference, and I believe that um, huge chunk of Democrat Party today believes exactly what uh, um, social, socialism is all about. They, they believe that America should become like Soviet Union. They believe that we need to. Uh, regulate everything, and I mean regulate everything. Uh, it shouldn't be uh, law and order. It, uh, it should be everybody should make equal salary, you know, like so. Everybody should be equally poor. Like uh, taxes should be go to the roof. AOC talking about 70% uh, federal income tax, meaning like everybody should become, not like making sure that people with low income becoming middle class successful, but making sure that middle class and uh, wealthy people becoming poor like Soviets did, you know. So I believe the Democrat Party moving exactly to the Soviet model and very quickly, by the way. All right. So you got an election this year. First, you got a Republican primary. And what, what's the date on the Republican primary? It's June 27th. It's only city council elections this year. No mayor, no governor, no presidential. But don't tell me it's not important. Don't tell me city council doesn't matter. Because when we complain about uh, 
pub, local public safety, when we complain about local schools, when we complain about local quality of life and like, and, and like uh, homeless shelters or like uh, homelessness and sanitation and uh, transportation and even local taxes, every other week we're voting in New York City Council for another tax and another fee, like congestion pricing, $23 to enter, to enter Manhattan. It's another, I, I wrote it's, it's another tax on hardworking New Yorkers. Like uh, right, right now, we just voted a few weeks ago to make 10 cents for a can of soda instead of 5 cents uh, to increase recycling, you know, to fight global warming or something. I don't know what. I said, why are you creating more pain at the cash register to everybody? Why? Every time. So city council matters big time, big time. All right. Now. There's been redistricting this year, so you're you're, rep, you're going to be representing, or hopefully representing, a slightly different area. What neighborhoods is this election that you're in? What neighborhoods are involved? So the new lines look like I call it like configuration of the new district looks like a dead fish, to be honest, because <laughs> it connects Coney Island with Bay Ridge through 86th Street, a little bit of 83rd Street. Uh, so it combined 47th district and 43rd in one district, and it was done on purpose to make sure that it's easier for Democrat to win this election. But uh, I'm running... Uh, doesn't matter. I'm still running in the district I was elected. I was elected in 47th district, and I'm running in 47th district. And the uh, Democratic uh, Councilman uh, Justin Brennan clearly is afraid of me. He is posting, tweeting about me, talking about me, like, and his staff talking about me every single day, sometimes several times a day. They are obsessed with me. But coming back to lines, uh, the new lines of 47th district are... Uh, I will start from another side. Seagate, Coney Island, parts of Vorbas, parts of Gravesend, um, uh, Beach Heaven, Best Beach, and entire Bay Ridge. But it doesn't include Bensonhurst, not a, not a part of Bensonhurst. doesn't include uh, Diker Heights, a few streets, as I mentioned. So that's the configuration of the district. But you know what? I see that more and more communities of South and Brooklyn are waking up. And they're voting, increasingly voting Republicans, not just one community or another community, every community. Look what happened on November 8th last year. Like, uh, so many communities voted for Republican, I cannot even start. And I guarantee you, as a person who represents a lot of African-Americans and a lot of Asian-Americans and a lot of Russian-Americans and a lot of Pakistani-Americans and a lot of Italian-Americans, you name it, everybody, more and more I hear, oh, I'm Republican. Thank you. Finally. Good. Very good. People have no problem. Yesterday was at two events in Coney Island. No problem. Republican? We need more Republicans. I'm coming to Bay Ridge. Oh, finally we will be represented by a Republican councilman. So my point is, like, I went to St. Patrick's Day Parade. Like, overwhelmingly, people want more Republicans in the office because we're talking about sanity. Uh, we're talking about quality of life. We're talking about lower property taxes, lower business taxes, and uh, big support for law enforcement. I would never uh, vote to cut a dime from NYPD, while Councilman Justin Brennan famously voted to defund NYPD. He voted for a legislation so nobody could be arrested in New York City. You cannot, he voted for a legislation that you cannot use, police officer cannot use knee just to touch uh, the person they're arresting. And then it was struck, uh, this was... Um, 
never became a law by the end of the day because even New York State Supreme Court decided it's too it's unconstitutional to uh, to regulate police officers' behavior this way. And every day, like I have to speak in New York City Council sometimes, like saying like. Uh, they're saying we don't need so many police officers. We don't need po- cell phones for police officers. We don't need s- police officers on subway too, too much. I said, do we live in a different city? What are you talking about? You know, like so. I had a guy from Bedford Stuyvesant saying, constantly saying we have too many police officers. Like he's sounding like Bedford Stuyvesant is the safest area in the world. Of course not. So, and he's, of course, socialist as well. Well, let me ask you something. And I mean, you, you've touched upon it, I think. But years ago, it seemed like many of the Russian immigrants were Democrats. And now, if you're looking at the election results each year, it's changing each year and, you know, dramatically. Why is that? Why, why did people change? It's very simple. If you compare, for example, when Bill Clinton was a president, uh, he advocated for more police officers. Uh, he and Giuliani stood uh, uh, in front of the White House and said, finally, New York City will have 40,000 police officers, both of them, Clinton and Giuliani, 40,000 police officers. Right now we have, by the way, 24,000 police officers in New York City. Same New York City, even more people and plus tourists. We have like 6,000 less police officers. Uh, Clinton signed the federal law, I remember, three strikes and you're out, meaning three violent crimes and you're getting life sentence. And then uh, lovely Bernie Sanders came, socialist, who said like, now we need to stop this mass incarceration. You know, like so. Uh, like again, it's no longer the Democratic Party as we know it. You know, it's now completely different. Like it's more and more socialists in New York City and in uh, all over America, more and more uh, ideas that discredited themselves uh, for all over the world, you know, like so. And Russian-speaking immigrants, uh, we came from the countries that suffered from socialism, where it was like rationing, where it was like regulating of prices, where were lines for, for food and for clothes, where uh, uh, salaries, like, you, know, you cannot make more bigger salary because it's unfair to... Someone else, like, you know, everybody should make, like, I, I still remember this, like, about salaries. So here in America, the whole point is a market economy, competition. This is the whole premise of America. To achieve American dream, you need to work very hard. You need to study. You need to play by rules, uh, follow the law. And you, sky is the limit. And listen, I, I mentioned already, I came with no money, no English. Now I'm New York city councilman. So sky is the limit in America. Anybody can, you know, like Frank Sinatra, famous, you know. And if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. You know? <laughs> oh, we have to tell Joe Piscopo that. He'll be happy. Now, where, you have, where can people learn more about your campaign? What websites do you have? Where, where do you have your campaign offices? So I don't have a campaign office, but, of course, I have a, a Facebook, Facebook page for my campaign, uh, Councilman uh, Ari Kagan uh, for re-election. It's very easy to find. Uh, so I have a Facebook uh, campaign. Uh, and I'm also like physically present all over the places. I'm going door to door all the time. So like I can talk to people at the door. I can talk to people at the street. And I'm I'm all over the district from all the way from Seagate to Bay Ridge all the time. You know, like and I'm planning to be even more because district change. And it, it's only fair for all people at Best Beach and Bay Ridge to learn more about me. That would be good. Yeah, what, what do you, I mean, you're new to Bay Ridge right now. What are the challenges going to be to represent Bay Ridge? 
So, of course, again, it's a new area, but many issues are very similar to what I'm talking about, like public safety. I came recently to a um, 68th Parisian Community Council meeting, monthly meeting, and the commanding officer saying, crime is relatively okay, but we have some issue. In 2023, 100% increase in robberies. That's not inspiring, to say the least. It's very concerning. So... And uh, when I'm talking to people, it's public safety, it's uh, exorbitant uh, rates on electricity, it's uh, grocery costs. You're saying, how can you on city council level change anything? I can tell you. Recently, it was a vote on a resolution in New York City Council about exorbitant electricity rates in Puerto Rico. I raised my hand and I said, how about exorbitant electricity rates in New York State, in New York City, in Brooklyn? I was elected by Southern Brooklyn residents. And by the way, Councilman Justin Brennan voted for this resolution, no questions asked. And I voted against this resolution. All my Republican colleagues voted against this resolution. We said, we need to talk about Canadian. Why we have a monopoly? This is America, should be competition. Let's, New York City Council should send a letter to Public Service Commission. And we need to create competition. It shouldn't be just Canadian and exorbitant prices. Talking about um, grocery prices and everything. Again, uh, we recently voted in City Council to impose another $250 fine to any, on any restaurant, cafe, or uh, food takeout business if they do not include, um, if they include uh, napkins or like plastic knives, plastic forks, or so without asking customer first. Do you want it inside or not? If you include without asking customer, $250 fine. How does it help Bayrich restaurants? Why Councilman Justin Brennan voted for it? I voted against it. I blasted this. I said that's another micromanagement of uh, all restaurants and cafe and another uh, unnecessary fine on hardworking people. And uh, it doesn't help environment whatsoever. If someone includes by mistake or some napkins into my order, I would say thank you. <laughs> so, again, people want uh, to help small businesses, less taxes, less fines. And the best brother of uh, Justin Brennan, uh, Senator Andrew Gunardis, came up with another brilliant idea. 25 cents for every Amazon delivery. To, to get money for improving our roads uh, in New York City. I wrote it's a brilliant in, in quotation marks, of course. Another tax on every uh, delivery of package by Amazon. How many small businesses, how many uh, New Yorkers will suffer from such brilliant socialist ideas? Another tax, another fine, another uh, punishment. Why every day? So that's why I believe uh, people in Bay Ridge deserve... Uh, Councilmen who share their ideology, who share their philosophy, uh, to support hardworking people, to support local businesses, to support property owners, to make sure we are safe. 100% increase in robberies is, is not a joke. It's a very serious issue. Yeah. Now, you talked about congestion pricing at the end. Have you seen any studies what congestion pricing would do to the economy of New York City? I saw uh, some results of uh, congestion pricing in London because they constantly say, oh, in London it works. In London everything is okay. Absolutely not. Nothing is okay. It did not work in London the way they wanted. And also they're saying, oh, it will be $1 billion to struggling MTA. 
first of all, MTA is struggling to begin with because governor and legislature constantly take away money from MTA budget to other purposes. Second of all, bureaucracy at MTA is, is like astounding. We have a metropolitan transit authority and we have a New York City transit authority. We have a president of MTA and president of MTA and vice president and five vice presidents. And like sometimes I'm asking questions like New York City Housing Authority. Oh, it's struggling. But do you know that chair of New York City Housing Authority is making like $400,000 a year? And then I forced previous chair, Greg Russ, to visit apartments in Coney Island. And like he didn't want to come inside. I said like, oh, like you're making like a president of the United States and you don't want to see how residents are living in these conditions. Why are we paying such an exorbitant, exorbitant amount salaries? And then we say no money. So MTA is not going to get $1 billion from congestion pricing. Why? Because people are not stupid. How many people will be, okay, let's pay $23 to enter Manhattan. It will be cemetery of cars all over around Manhattan if it happens. It's still not a done deal. We're still fighting this. All Republicans are against it. Some, very few left, but still some common sense Democrats. And we invite everybody to, to see examples. Like, it's not going to help anybody. It will kill a lot of small businesses. And I'm not even talking about Uber drivers or like car services or limousine drivers. $23 to enter Manhattan, give me break another attack on hardworking New York. Well, what about delivery trucks? What are they? How are they? 23, the maximum will be twenty-three dollars exactly for delivery trucks, exactly for small Which business. Which means we're all going to be paying that because Everybody any delivery will pay, in Manhattan will be scale from five dollars to twenty-three dollars scale. But again, I'm totally against the whole idea, whole premise, uh, and it's again. It, it's mostly Manhattan will benefit from it, you know, but what about everybody else? I hate to say that we are, like, becoming outer, outer borough. I always say, I don't want Southern Brooklyn to become outer borough of outer borough. You know, that's insane. It's, it's not just Brooklyn will suffer. Like, Brooklyn, Staten Island is, like, ballistic about going ballistic about it. Queens, Bronx. It's only Manhattan is happy about the congestion pricing, but everybody else will suffer. It will affect businesses. It will affect com, um, commercial... Uh, driver, drivers, everybody, you know, like everybody will pay and MTA still will be struggling, guarantee you. The best way to put people back to subway and by the way, I use subway every single day, including today. I use subway all the time. But the best way to force people to subway is to make it safe, to make it clean and to make sure that all trains are coming on time. This way, everybody, at least many more people will use subway. Otherwise, Congestion pricing will not force anybody. Okay, last thing again. Where can somebody learn more about you? Your Facebook, whatever ad, you know, address you want to put down. Facebook page, yes, uh, Councilman Ari Kagan for election. My Twitter account, I have a Twitter account. Uh, Ari Kagan 47. Uh, so, like, it's uh, I'm public figure. I have my uh, city council page also. I'm, 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 I'm New York City Councilman. I have offices. I have my uh, social media accounts as council member. I'm, I'm the only council member who is running in the Republican primaries. So far, I know three other uh, Republican candidates collecting signatures. But again, I'm, I'm going door to door. So far, I did not bump into any of them or their petitioners. So uh, this is democracy. Anybody can run. Anybody can say anything. But I'm running on my record, on, on my... Uh, program and on my hard work. Uh, every day uh, I have two offices in, in Brooklyn and one office in Manhattan, though recently Speaker uh, 
Democratic speaker decided to punish me for switching to Republican Party, and she moved me from the one office with uh, windows over there to windowless small office and to 50 Broadway. It, it did not affect uh, my constitution work. It did not affect my legislative work, but it just shows the, the pettiness of Democrats. They, they cannot stand a little bit competition, other point of view. That's exactly what I ran from. Only one point of view. Communist party, nothing else. You know. Only one candidate, nobody else. I welcome the competition. I have no problem with uh, running in the competitive primaries. I believe that uh, my record and, uh, will show that I will win primaries and I will win general elections because I'm a workaholic, because I deliver for people of Southern Brooklyn. And people of New York City as well, because it's, it cannot be just one district. You know, I'm New York City councilman, so and I'm very proud uh, to, to to be in, in city council and to to make sure that Southern Brooklyn is represented, have a, have a voice. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I, I would say at least once a week, somebody comes in my office, one of our clients here in the Bay Ridge office, and they talk and says, "How can we get rid of Justin Brannan?" So I hope the solution is right here in front of us, and you know we'll have a Republican city councilman next uh, year. Justin Brennan, just last year when I switched to Republican Party, he spent uh, tens of thousands of dollars of his campaign money just to blast me, to send mailers against me, text messages against me. He's doing everything possible to stop me, to prevent me from winning. But it's coming, Justin. If you listen to us, it's coming. Uh, uh, November 7 is around the corner. We will win this race, of course, with your help. And thank you for this opportunity to share my views, my platform. And I also would like to thank many volunteers who are joining my campaign every day. Thank you so much. Okay. And not only that, a lot of our employees who live in the Coney Island area, whatever, they love you. So, you know, that, you that was much. your first recommendation to us. Thank you. I appreciate it. Again, every day our offices help approximately 50, 60 people who are coming to the office. We're getting... Uh, plenty of emails and phone calls also. Constitution work is a paramount priority for me. Thanks again. Thanks for being on Connor's Corner. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Happy Easter. Happy Passover. Happy Ramadan. That's the beauty of New York City, beauty of America. I represent everyone, and I will work and working right now for everyone. Thank you very much. How can I protect my family if something happens to me? What if I need to go to a nursing home? What will happen to our savings, our home? What's the best way to give my home to my kids? Who will help us take care of Grandpa? These and many other questions can be answered with a phone call to Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law, PLLC, 718-238-6500. Mike Connors, one of New York Magazine's top lawyers, has over 30 years of estate planning and elder law experience. Mike and his team of professionals will help you protect your assets from probate, tax, and nursing home costs so you can have peace of mind knowing you and your family will be taken care of and protected. I'm Mike Connors, founder of Connors & Sullivan. People don't plan to fail, they fail to plan. The time to plan is now. I'm Beth Connors. Call today for a free initial consultation with one of our experienced lawyers. Connors & Sullivan in Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, and Staten Island. Call 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500 or Connors & Sullivan. If you're a homeowner age 62 or older and are finding it harder to pay off debt, or how about enjoying your retirement years with less stress, a home equity conversion mortgage may be the answer for you and your family. 
Hi, this is Frank Melia, a certified mortgage planner, and I've helped countless homeowners all over the tri-state area tap into a little or a lot of their home equity so they can use it right now. Give me a call so our team here at Contour Mortgage can show you how the loan program works and how much you and your family may qualify for. My job is to help you find the best solution for your retirement goals. I do this by educating homeowners with straightforward information and answers. It's free to call and speak with me, Frank Melia, to determine if this mortgage program might be able to help you and your loved ones now. Call and speak with me. I'll answer your questions and help you decide if a reverse mortgage is right for you and your family. Make the call now, 888-954-7463. Once again, that's 888-954-7463, and you could be on your way to a better retirement. Frank Melia, NMLS number 62591, Contour Mortgage Corporation, NMLS number 34384, 990 Stewart Avenue, Suite 660, Garden City, New York, 11530, Licensed Mortgage Banker, New York State Department of Financial Services. Do you know how many Christians live in the Middle East? Six million people. Do you know how many Christians need your help? Every single one. Do you know what we can do? With St. Francis in Beirut, we can give them hope. We can give them medicines. We can give them medical equipment. We can give them everything they're looking for because some others decided to remove Christianity from the Middle East. But if we will help them every single day, not just to feed them or clothing, it's all about giving them another day with the idea that they are recognized, that we love them, they are cousins, sisters, there are roots. So, St. Francis in Beirut, it's all about helping Christians. And you can be part of that help, too. If you want to help Father Paul in his mission, send your donations to St. Francis in Beirut, 213 Stanton Street, New York, New York, 10002. Welcome back to Ask the Lawyer with Mike Connors. Again, you know, one of the few encouraging things that I've, we've found politically over the last couple of years is the emergence of the immigrant communities like the Russians, Ukrainians, Chinese people, gradually switching to the Republican side of the, the coin. At least it gives us a little bit of hope for a two-party system in the future, and I think we desperately need a two-party system here in New York City. Now, we're, we're planning our seminars now. We're going to have our seminars, you know, in the third week of June. Stay tuned later, another show for the exact places and times and so forth. We're still wrapping up one or two of the places that we're going to have our seminar. In the meanwhile, Michael, uh, two things. Where can somebody email us a question about estate planning, elder law? Well, when it comes to emailing us a question, um, you can send that to askmikeconnors at gmail.com. That's askmikeconnors at gmail.com. Connors is spelled C-O-N-N-O-R-S. That's C-O-N-N-O-R-S. And we'll, you may hear it on the show. If it's something more private, we'll probably get back to you via email. Okay. And then, you know, if somebody doesn't wait, want to wait for our seminars in June, where can they check out our seminars on YouTube? Yeah. Now, keeping in mind that our recorded seminars, some things may be a little bit out of date, but it's still very good if you want a basic briefer on some of the stuff you're going to want to know about the basics of estate planning. You're going to go to YouTube.com. And enter into the search bar, Connors and Sullivan Video Seminar. That's Connors and Sullivan Video Seminar. Your first result, you should see Dad on the um, picture. And it's going to be that nice long video at the very beginning of the results. 
Um, And please, let's remind everybody that our um, Bayside office has moved. And what's that address, Michael? Okay, so yeah, while we're on the housekeeping subject, Bayside has been moved, and we are now at 4240 Bell Boulevard in Bayside, Queens. Okay, and and here's the thing. If you want to, we have offices, Middle Village, Queens, Bayside, Queens, Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, which is our home office, our main office. That's where, you know, most of our employees work and where you can get a tour of the toy soldiers if you want. Just call in advance. And, of course, Staten Island and Manhattan. You can schedule an appointment. To whatever receptionist answers the phone has my schedule. They can tell you what times are available. We do not charge for the initial consultation. The initial consultation is free. Almost everything we do as far as estate planning and elder law is in a flat fee basis. In other words, you come in, we'll give you an estimate, and you know how much it would cost you to go ahead. We don't charge by the hour except if it gets involved in litigation or some esoteric uh, points of law where you have to do a lot of research. Again, if you want to call for an appointment, give us a call at 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. And if you want to see me, you're more than welcome to schedule with me. You may have to wait a few weeks. Um, but again, you, you're more than welcome to schedule with me. We talk it over. There's no one right answer for everybody. Some of you have children you can trust. And, you know, right away you can go and talk about doing a power attorney with those children. Some of you may not have children. You may not have relatives who can manage everything. And then we may have to have a longer conversation, like who's going to manage your assets if you become incompetent. And I'll tell you something right now. That is extremely important. That's a power of attorney. Because one thing you want, if if you have a stroke or a disabling illness, you do not want to leave it to chance. You don't want the court to appoint somebody. You want to appoint somebody. And if you want to leave your assets to charity and you want Connors and Sullivan to carry that out for you, we're more than happy to carry it out. Give us, give us a call. Schedule an appointment. 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500. Again, we do not charge for the first consultation. Well, I think we're running out of time for this week, so I'm going to sign off and say goodbye. Beth? Bye-bye, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Are you or your parents' assets protected from nursing home bills? Did you know these bills can exceed $15,000 a month? People work their entire lives to live comfortably in retirement, but when people become ill and need to go to a nursing home or receive home care, the bills can drain their assets, leaving many people bankrupt. The good news is that you can prevent that from happening if you plan in advance. Connors and Sullivan's lawyers can customize a plan that specifically protects your interests, including your home. Schedule a free comprehensive telephone consultation with Mike Connors to discuss your issues and concerns from the security of your home. Call today, 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. Don't let nursing home bills take your life's savings and leave you and your loved ones bankrupt. Don't wait another minute. Mike Connors can take you through the process by telephone and start a plan designed for you today. That's 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500. The preceding pre-recorded program paid for by Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law, PLLC. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.